everybody, and welcome to Rice on Radio. Thanks for tuning in here tonight. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio, all set and ready to go. we got a two-hour great lineup for you tonight. She is wall-to-wall winners. Lots of racing action this past weekend, and uh, we got lots to talk about. Junior, what do you think? Did you have a decent weekend? I know you were at a track. Yeah, I was at two of them. It was, uh, it was really good. We uh, went to Delaware on Friday night, um, you know, spotted for Rick Verburn. Um, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, um, you know, with the DJ Kennington racing bunch and, um, DJ even got in a super stock, um, wow. you know, it was a last minute deal. Um, the, the V8 stocks were rolling out on the racetrack and, and a gentleman, uh, um, he, he, you know, he was having troubles and wanted a guy in the seat. Huh. Uh, your mic's uh, doing yeah. a little bit of funky stuff yeah, there. Yeah, can you hear me now? I can, yeah. It, it sounds like a Verizon commercial. <laughs> but but a, a gentleman was having a little bit of difficulties, uh, you know, in, in, in diagnosing what was wrong with his car. And, and uh, Rick offered up the service as a DJ, and uh, <laughs> it was really cool to see. Uh, DJ jumped in, you know, started at the tail of the Superstock race and drove his way up to uh, uh, eighth place, I believe. So uh, that was fun. And then, uh, you know, loaded up, uh, stayed over in St. Thomas, had a sleepover a DJ's place and and uh you know we were uh southbound and down and we went to uh to Flamborough Speedway last night to, uh, to sub in uh for the westbound uh J.R. Fitzpatrick uh-huh. uh racing out in the Avion uh, uh Super Seal 200 series um so yeah it was a lot of fun DJ you know got to play the part of J.R. Fitzpatrick and uh <laughs> picked up a picked up a win in one of the 30 lappers so it was oh. a lot of fun there was uh, lots of racing this past weekend So was it J.R.'s 84 car that DJ was in <laughs> That's a long story No it's well, a, it's a keep black it car short. Keep it short. I know it's it's not the one that we seen J.R. Fitzpatrick <laughs> in at Delaware ah. or at Flamborough okay. so not the actual not the actual chassis uh, that is 100% a Whitey Motorsports chassis the one that he normally races yeah um it, but this car uh, would have been the car that uh, he used last year for a handful of apc races and then as well um the um the the, the canadian short track nationals at jucasa oh um, yeah yeah, yeah uh, so yeah. they went through and they tried some some different things and that's the same car that we've seen dj in at the apc race at delaware gotcha. speedway gotcha. Um, but it's a jr fitzpatrick piece and you know, he, he got out there, turned some laps. How did Delaware look all lit up? Good. Because that would have been I the first time you've seen it with all the new lighting and stuff. Yeah, definitely. You know, Delaware Speedway, to me, the lighting, you know, was never was never that You're bad. You're going to have to shake that mic. I don't know I'll whether shake. there's uh, something going on with a little the bit cord A little bit of what? a moisture problem, maybe. Shouldn't be. It's no. as dry down here as anything. It's but crazy. anyway. But... Uh, um, yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it looked great. Delaware has never screamed to me bad lighting. Right. You know, it's, I, I, I feel that the place has always had decent lighting. Right. Um, so really, did it look that much different? I think where you're going to see the difference is when you put a camera on it. Yeah. You know, um, like really, it's not as bright as Jucasa. Mm. You know, it's not as bright as a place like Daytona. Right. Um, but that being said, it's, it looks great out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a bunch of dark pockets that you used to see at, at Delaware, so it evened that out completely. Um, I, I think that, uh, you know, as as they progress, the facility, the amount of work that they're doing there, mm. uh, number one, is fantastic to see. Uh, number two, the fan base is 
electric. You yeah. know, I talked yeah, to a yeah. bunch of people uh, that hadn't been to Delaware in years um, that were coming out, you know, and, nice. and that's that's post pandemic or, or, you know, towards sure. the end of the pandemic here. People bored and, and wanting to go do some things, but also because of the new ownership group and the way that they're promoting it. Yeah, um, there's a lot of excitement behind that in the local corridor of London, you know, and surrounding areas. So yeah. They, yeah, they're doing a great job with that. And as well on the Flamborough side, I mean, I've been to a lot of Oktoberfests, and yeah. and when they announced that twenty five percent of the grandstand was allowed, right? I was like, if there was one track that you could circle, that it wasn't really going to impact a huge amount, it would be Flamborough Speedway. Right? They've right. got a massive amount of grandstands at Flamborough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They could seat probably fifteen. Yeah, fifteen thousand. Yeah, twelve to fifteen thousand. Uh, at a short track is a tremendous amount of people. Um, really. I I bet there was 3,500 people in the grandstands last yeah, night. Love that. There was a tremendous amount of people at Flamborough nice. Speedway. So, nice. um, you know, and, and well under the 25% capacity rule, mm. but still a great turnout for the facility and for the track. Yeah. Gotta love it. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Um, and, and I have not seen confirmation from Andrew uh, Ranger just yet. Uh, but Andrew Ranger did a dynamite job at Area 27 out in B.C., uh, the Super Seal 200. It was broken into two parts, right? They raced Thursday night, I do believe it was Thursday night. And then again last night, uh, Andrew Ranger goes to victory lane in both those races. A uh, lot of stiff competition out there in B.C., Andrew Ranger, I believe we're going to have him coming up here shortly. Uh, we're also going to hear from uh, the the two big winners at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, Sean Chenoweth went to Victory Lane in the 89 car uh, in the first feature. And then, of course, DJ Kennington goes to Victory Lane. We're going to try and catch up with DJ tonight. Over at, Suns- uh, over at Sunset Speedway, uh, Ryan Kimmel. He got his first win of the year, Junior. That car is beautiful. And how about it for Ryan? Good, good to see. Yeah, amazing to see for Ryan Kimball and, and uh, those guys with GTA and, and uh, you know, Sean Grossman and that whole camp. Um, th- those guys have been digging. Sure. And in the, the past couple of years, um, you know, every team, you know, tries to dig out of a slump and and how you dig out of a slump is by going out and getting and holding the checkered flag mm. and um you know i i think that uh it was a big momentum statement you know i i know it's regular racing it's a regular saturday night stuff uh, but you've seen a lot of apc competitors doing regular saturday night stuff this past weekend oh yeah um, you know you've seen a lot of guys out there testing some stuff trying to learn i think ryan kimball has had a couple of great runs at sunset speedway in the apc series he's yeah. had great runs at every track he's always yeah. fast he's always, always in the top 10 uh you know he's always in the mix um, never has been able to execute the way that they want to, mm. um, you know, in, in, at, at any of the facilities across the APC spectrum, they got a new car over the off season, you know, in 2019 mm. that they weren't able to pick up until this year. And that is one of the Sammy Smith cars, um, that came from the Wimmer state or, um, the, the Wimmer, um, shop down, down South, right. uh, on the other side of the border. And, uh, you know, to see what they were able to do with that car, um, I believe it was the Wimmer car. We're going to get confirmation on that. But I've seen the, the, 
the imagery, and you could see where the <laughs> vinyl was on the on the hood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I do believe it was the uh, the TMG Wimmer Wimmer car and little and, tattletale uh, signs, it was, right? Exactly. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but but that new piece of technology bringing it under their um, you know under their roof. Um, you know, that car was 100% purchased for the Jucasa race, right? Mm. For the, uh, the Canadian short track nationals. Now you're seeing it transition into, uh, regular Saturday night stuff. And, and, uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they can do with that as they move forward into the APC series and, you know, other, other late model races throughout the year. Well, we're going to talk to Ryan tonight about the win at sunset last night. We'll also catch up with Tim Terry out on Canada's East coast. Uh, the uh, Maritime Pro Stock Tour Junior revised schedule. Uh, they just launched it, uh, I believe, either yesterday or Friday. Um, it, it doesn't have PEI on there due to COVID restrictions out on the island, but it does have a very robust schedule uh, laid out for the East Coast International Maritime uh, uh, series, and we're going to talk to Tim Terry about that. They did, or in the process of going green at uh, Scotia Speed World today. So we'll catch up with Tim, talk to him about what all transpired out there today, and we'll have a look into what's going to be a really good season, I believe, for the uh, for the tour out there. So we got lots to cover off. We're going to hit this first break. And then Susie Q is going to get Andrew Ranger on the hotline. At least we're going to give it a try. See if we can get Andrew on there. We'll talk BC Area 27. And we'll get uh, Andrew's take on how everything went on the weekend. Obviously real good with the two checkered flags. But we will get to all of that and more on the other side of this break. Stay with us. We're just getting fired off. Hey, it's Ken Cunning Pro Stock Tour in the Maritime, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Catch All North Racing Special Edition July 8th and 10th on Rev TV. Live from Area 27 in Oliver, B.C., it's the Avion RS1 Cup Series, featuring some of Canada's best stock car racers. Plus, special guest drivers Alex Tagliani, Andrew Ranger, Sean McIntosh, and more. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider now on free preview. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa Know How. Race Time Radio is brought to you by GetRackHunter.com. Take your shot, pull the trigger, and join Rack Hunter Nation on both sides of the border at GetRackHunter.com. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside around the campfire, 
Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack Quick Wick Fire Starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a Quick Wick Fire Starter into the pit. Add your wood. And presto, you're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick Wick Fire Starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM. Sirius XM NASCAR radio from Sirius XM. Start your engine! access to NASCAR's biggest name. Martin Truex Jr. Kyle Busch. Chase Elliott. Hear live coverage of every single race. They're side by side for the win. Oh. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. We've got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com slash NASCAR. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race time radio to go. Streaming live or on demand. And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in with us. What do you say? We get off to the hotline now. Let's welcome in that first winner. Uh, and he started the winning out last Thursday out in British Columbia, uh, out there at Area 27. Of course, I'm talking about Andrew Ranger. We had him on the show just, what, two weeks ago or a week ago. Now look at this. We got him back on as a winner. What's going on tonight, Andrew? How are you, buddy? Uh, Andrew Ranger, can you hear us? Andrew? <laughs> Andrew Ranger! Absolutely no Andrew Ranger. No Andrew Ranger. He's, he's hiding. He's okay. hiding. Okay. Uh, let me try Andrew Ranger over on this one. See if Andrew Ranger is over here. No Andrew, no Andrew Ranger. Ranger. No Andrew Ranger there. So we're going to try again. going to have to dial him back. Sure. Well, Susie Q will do that. That's all dial him back. Have to do. She was having a little trouble hearing Andrew. Uh, when he was on the hotline, but now there's uh, a lot of cell spots out in BC that don't work very. There good. is. You got to stand on your left foot. You got to put your right arm up in the air. You got to hold a roll of tin foil, and you got to put the uh, you got to put the pasta strainer on your head. Do you know what it could be though? He could be at a gas station saying, "I'm, I'm the winner." winner. I'm the winner. Be. Yeah, yeah, be. yeah. That's funny yeah. right there. Okay. Well, I I know Sue's working on a great track for Andrew by the sounds of it, and it's uh, a real fast track by the sounds of it. Absolutely. Yeah. uh, I've had a lot of conversations with guys about uh, Area 27, and and by all accounts, that place is beautiful. And I do believe we've got Andrew Ranger on the hotline. How are you, my friend? Hey, pretty good in yourself, Joe. Hey, not too bad. Are you out there on a jet ski, or what are you doing? No, but... 
at the beach right now in front where we stay, but uh, the line is not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, your car sounds like it was perfect, Andrew. It, uh, two good races for you, the Super Seal 200. You come home with the victory on both days. Congratulations. Hey, thank you very much. It was an awesome uh, weekend. Seriously, I want to thank all the people of Avion Racing. Uh, they did a great job. It was a fun race. Everybody were clean and uh, uh, have a lot of fun. Nice track, nice facility. Uh, car are, are amazing, so it's uh, it's a lot of fun. A uh, lot of elevation changes, Andrew. Take us around the track. What was it like? It would have been your first trip around there, too, right? It was, yes. i never been there before. Learned the track, learned the car. Uh, we have an issue with the motor on the first day, uh, first day at the test, so... Uh, the guys did a great job. They changed the motor, and uh, everything was fine after. Uh, the track is pretty difficult. A lot of uh, different corners, a lot of corners first, and uh, nice straightaway. Uh, we have a nice fight with uh, Sean McIntosh and, and uh, the family Seabird there where we, we have a pretty good challenge. So, uh, no, I enjoyed all of my, my day there. So how about speed, Andrew? A lot of spots in the racetrack where it gets really, really fast, or does it compare to any track that you've been on? It's very, very different compared to uh, to uh, Moss for CTMC or uh, all the, the road course we do. It's, uh, I can tell you something. Jacques Villeneuve designed that track, and he did pretty well. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, crew-wise, uh, you would have had to get acclimated with absolutely everything out there. Uh, they, they supplied the car, you fly out, uh, you get into the car. How about the crew that was working with you there? Uh, what, what was all that like? Well, it's, uh, the way that it worked is they have uh, close to 10 crew for all of uh, the, the drivers there, so... You don't have the crew for yourself. It's, uh, they are there to help everybody, and uh, they did an excellent job because with the weather here, it's been 35 or 40 degrees almost there yesterday, so uh, they worked really hard, you know, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's, uh, they shipped, it's 30 lap race. They cut the race in half there, uh, 15 laps. They so we stop for 10 minutes or something like that. We go back for another 15 laps. So uh, it's uh, a lot of work for them. Uh, cars are, are amazing. Uh, everybody works pretty hard. So it's, it's great for everybody. We're with Andrew Ranger tonight. He goes to Victory Lane at Area 27 out in B.C. Over the weekend, a two-part race. Andrew picks up the win on both ends at Area 27. Uh, Andrew, that's the way to get a season fired off, man. You get a couple of checkered flags. That had to feel fantastic. Exactly. No, seriously, I was nervous. The last time I raced, it's in uh, 019, so uh, I was a little bit nervous, prepared myself there, been training pretty hard, tried to lose some weight, and uh, <laughs> uh, when I arrived there, you, know, you don't know the car, you don't know the track. Uh, a lot of stress, but as soon as I jumped in the car, it took me uh, a couple laps, well, more than a couple laps, 20 laps, so after this, I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, the the real question is, did you pull up to a gas station after you won and tell any random uh, patrons <laughs> that you were the winner? 
<laughs> that's awesome andrew uh, of course you and i had a, a pretty decent conversation on saturday while you were on your way to the track um yeah. talking about the cars themselves I, I to the general public they look like a penny's car right like the the bodies are, are very similar in styling yeah um they look like a penny's car from the outside looking in uh but of course underneath that shell they're a lot different uh pinties of uh, course with a lot a lot more motor but uh it sounds like you've got a lot more brakes and suspension uh with the exactly. rs1 car um yeah it's true uh, it's true joe it's uh, similar the body's similar they have a, a, a really good wing in the back and the front too so a lot of downforce you can break like deeper compared to a pinty car yep uh engine wise uh, yes it's a little bit uh, slower but uh, lighter so at the end of the day i think it's uh i cannot say it's as uh, close well yeah it is close you know but uh, i think maybe the pendies are a little bit quicker but overall they are a lot of fun car to drive because you can slide you can play with the car so it, it's uh, it's a lot of fun for a driver absolutely now now in saying that there's two divisions that usually run the cup series and then the challenge series uh, they announced yep. earlier today uh, or or maybe it was actually earlier on yesterday um, about the Super Seal uh, Cup program, um, the uh, the Mission Martinsville um, initiative. Yep. Uh, the winner of the Cup Series Championship, so the RS1 Cup Series Championship um, out in, in BC uh, at the end of the year will qualify for a, um, a start in a Super Seal branded NASCAR Camping World Truck Series truck. Um, and if uh, the, the secondary, the caveat to that, if you finish in the top 15, you qualify for another start, um, uh, within the NASCAR camper World truck series. Uh, now all of that is subject to eligibility, but a guy like you is fully eligible right out of the gate. Um, are you going to have that opportunity to go after the championship? Well, definitely, Joe, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's what uh, my goal, you know, it's, uh, uh, I'm part of the Rick Ware team right now. They have uh, a cup team, uh, Infinity team, truck. So, uh, yes, but uh, if I'm here too, it's announced like a pretty good news yesterday. The winner of that will have a ride in Martinsville in the truck. So it's something really big, a uh, great opportunity for uh, all the drivers and uh, everything. I hope it's maybe win the, that ride, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Fantastic news. Uh, did you get a chance to know J.R. Fitzpatrick went out? He was in the race. Uh, Jason <laughs> White was out there. Uh, a lot of your friends, uh, Alex Tagliani, even out there. Did you get an opportunity to catch up with the other drivers and uh, uh, sort of visit? Well, unfortunately, Alex was not there this weekend. He was supposed to be there, but he canceled in the last minute. But I saw Jr. and uh, it was a lot of fun to race with him. We have a little bit of fight there together. So uh, he's a good driver. And uh, the Trevor Siebert, to Shaw McIntosh, Siebert, so all those guys, uh, you know, they fight pretty hard. And they know that track really well. So uh, it was a pretty good fight uh, during the race, both of them. Well, you did a dynamite job, Andrew Ranger. Great to hear that you went out there. Uh, you had fun. You went out, got the checkered flag, mission accomplished. And uh, now you set your sights, I guess, on the NASCAR Pinty Series, uh, getting ready to fire off there. Well, yes, but first we have another race here at the, in July 24th at Dixington. It's got to be our oval track. 
back with the same cars, uh, small oval. So I will do that race. And after this, yes, it's Sunset and the Penticton Series. Oh, man. Yeah, that's right, too. Penticton. Yeah, that's going to fire off. RS1 there. Oh, man. And, and it was all on Rev TV Canada. I can well yep. imagine that, uh, you know, if you missed it live on Rev TV Canada, you'll probably be able to revisit it. It'll be up there sometime. Yeah, it's uh, people can see on Facebook and on TV, too. And seriously, it's a, a pretty good show. And it's got to be their first almost two next race. So uh, I think it's got to be interesting. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Andrew, we can't thank you enough for the time tonight. Uh, you go enjoy the beach. It sounds like it's rocket hot out there, man. So uh, uh, make sure you stay in a cool spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right now I'm uh, pretty comfortable on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Andrew, thanks so much for the time. Enjoy yourself out there in B.C. Thank you very much, guys. See you. You betcha. That's Andrew Ranger. Uh, he comes away victorious, Junior. Uh, that's what he wanted to do. He's tough to beat on a road course, man. Oh, yeah. He's uh, that boy there on a road course. Uh, you know, there's. Every time I talk to somebody, they're like, "What's the what's the penny series like?" And I I I always describe the overall penny series as as an awesome series with a tremendous amount of competition. Yeah. And I said, until you get to the road course. Yeah. And to be honest with you, there's a lot of good cars that show up to every one of the road course races. There's only a handful of real good drivers, and you know, I would put. Ranger, Tagliani, Dumoulin, and Lacroix under a blanket. And you could shake those numbers up, and you know the first one to pop out from underneath there could be the winner. And at any given time um, on one of those road courses, Ranger is in there, though. And he is – it doesn't matter what he is driving. You know, we've seen him at CTMP – in a 15-year-old NASCAR camper road yes, truck. Yes, yeah, I remember that Back in the that day, day yep. that, that thing looked like it rolled out of out of the junkyard. An old dog. And, yeah, and, and Ranger took that thing, and he was running inside the top five, came down pit road, and, of course, his crew at the time uh, let him down. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. restarted, like, 17th, drove his way back up to, I believe, 8th, and uh, uh, came down pit road again, gave it all right back, <laughs> you know, restarted the race with only, you know, a handful of laps to go in, like, 22nd place and drove his way right back up into the top eight again. And, uh, you know, just the, the things that I've seen Andrew Ranger do on a road course is insane. And, yeah, yeah. you know... Uh, from from CTMP to the flat tracks like uh, like like Toronto Motorsports or, or like the the Toronto Indy, Toronto Indy or yeah. or the GP3R, uh, those tracks are so vastly different, and it's not unheard of for a guy to be real good on a street course but not real good at a real technical road course, or right, right. or vice versa, you know, um, or you know, good on the high speed corners or not so good on the on the flat slow corners. Ranger's just good everywhere. Yeah. And and yeah. he maximizes the car to its ability in every facet of that road course. So he's first to grab a gear, he's last to hit the brakes in every single, you know, position on that racetrack. And sure, there might be a guy try to carry the braking zone further, 
but he's going to give it all right back coming off the corner. And Ranger doesn't do that and, and never does that, which is the craziest part. Um, he's, uh, you know, we, we joke around and, and we call him the onboard traction control, right? Because he, he, he just, yeah. he's able to land the power. He's able to land the braking, uh, no matter what it is and in what situation that the car is in, whether it be the outside or whether it be the inside, he's just a, a phenomenal road course racer. All of that, you know, ability and skill goes into his success on the ovals as well. You know, when you yep. look at, at how he drives an oval, um, he he's just a, a well-rounded individual. When you give him a good car, um, he's got the ability to execute at whatever track that it may be. So um, really one of Canada's great talents. And I don't say that because I'm friends with him. I don't say that because I spot for the guy. I don't say that because I'm connected to him in any way, shape, or form. I think everybody would echo that. Um, oh, yeah. The guy is just a phenomenal race car driver, and uh, you know he's 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 a name that's going to be legendary in Canada for yes. for years to come when he's yep. done his driving career. Um, he's one of those names that'll live on as as you know legendary status uh, with a check mark beside it in in the history books. And, uh, you know, every time that you see Ranger on the racetrack, uh, you know, just you're going to remember that. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and that's kind of the neatest part. It's, uh, you know, looking forward to the opportunity that we're going to see him in. You know, we seen the release come out last week. And I know that we talked to him last there two weeks ago on this show. Right, right. right. As a preview to what we're going to see in, in 2021 um, in the Pinty series. But... Um, the release, you know, we got a lot more detail out of it. Uh, yeah. Of course, going to be driving for Rick Ware Racing, a new team venture in the, the NASCAR Pinty Series. Right. Um, completely separate um, from, you know, every other team. And Ranger's going to be, you know, the, the flagship driver for Rick Ware Racing alongside Canada, with, yeah. with Alex Gannett. But that opportunity, and, and he mentioned it, Rick Ware has Xfinity, or has Xfinity cars. Rick Ware Racing uh, is affiliated with IndyCars. They're affiliated with NASCAR Cup Series teams. Or not affiliated, they have Cup they Series have teams. Cup. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, when you look at, at the opportunity there for Rick Ware to have that guy, um, you put him in a wheelbarrow at Watkins Glen and he's going to be competitive. Yep, yep. And you put him in a decent car at a place like like Loudon or you know a a place that is technical, you know, like like anywhere um he's going to he's going to pull everything that you can out of that car. Yeah, he's going to get your results. And and you know with that opportunity, I know that the Rick Ware deal with Ranger Ranger is is centered and built around the NASCAR Pinty series. But I think it's a massive opportunity for RWR to place him in some of those top tier um, series uh, down south of the border. And, and uh, it will be very interesting, to say the least, of what we see out of Andrew Ranger in 2021, but also in 2022 as that relationship builds and flourishes. Yeah. Can't wait to see how it all shakes out. And when we talk great drivers on road courses, I know uh, J.R. Fitzpatrick has to rank right up there. He'd be a little rusty now on a road course because he hasn't been in a Pindy's car on a road course. But I'll tell you what, wasn't that many years ago, J.R. Fitzpatrick, unbeatable on a road course anywhere here in Canada. Kind of cool to see J.R. out there. believe he pulled off like a six or seventh place finish, something like that. Uh, we're going to catch up with J.R. one of these nights. Talk to him about the trip to BC. And, of course, he is going to be real busy when he gets back in the APC series. So 
Lots to look forward to there. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk Flamborough Speedway Pro Late Models. Uh, there was double features last night. DJ Cannington takes one of them, and Sean took the other one, Sean Chenoweth. We're going to talk to both of them next, right here live on Race Time Radio. Stay right there. Everybody, this is Ray Dunlap. Make sure you tune in to Race Time Radio to see what's going on in the camping world trucks. Sun is shining in the sky. There ain't a cloud in sight. From coast to coast, coast, to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your Victory Lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Finally, winter is in the rearview mirror. Camping this year is going through the roof. Be prepared for your getaway. Pack a good supply of Quick Quick Fire Starters. Seasoned pro campers have been using Quick Quick Fire Starters for over 30 years. No need to take paper or kindling. Just add your wood and your Quick Quick Fire Starter and let the stories begin around the campfire. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the official starter of spring and summer. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. Men, 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 morning men. Hi, I'm Evan Cohen, and I'm Mike Babchuk. We were given 30 seconds to describe our show, Morning Men, on Mad Dog Sports Radio, so I'll ask you some questions, and you give me the answers. What do we do for fun? You go to the diner with your family. Me? I drink and forget I have a family. Biggest crush? You? Tom Brady. Me? Anyone in yoga pants. What do we want to do more of? You? Talk about what happened the night before in the world of sports. Me? I would like to do more of my wife. I think we just ran out of time. Morning Men, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM 82, and the Sirius XM app. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Rev TV Canada, Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, and by GetRackHunter.com. Race Time Radio. Only on Sirius XM 167. We get you closer. If you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio. I think I like it too.
And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I think I like it, too. That Joey Vinegar. Check him out. Check him out. Google him. Joey Vinegar. He's got some great, great tunes. I just did a cover of a Bruce Springsteen song. Does a dynamite job. Check it out. Uh, we are back with you live tonight. Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And the winning continues. We uh, get back to the hotline right now and bring in our next guest that went to Victory Lane, Flamborough Speedway, uh, just last night, um, just outside Waterdown, Ontario. If you've never been to Flamborough Speedway, I'll tell you what, uh, this next driver hadn't raced at Flamborough Speedway until, I believe, last year, but... You know, he's got to figure it out. Now he goes to Victory Lane just last night. DJ Kennington, that Castrol Edge Dodge guy. We got him on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, DJ? Just hanging out, sir. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing fantastic. Got Junior here. We're talking racing. We got <laughs> We got you here. And, hey, I got to thank you right off the top here. We got a new addition to the Race Time Radio studio. We got one of those things from DJ Shop. How about it? A NASCAR Pindy's Championship. Uh, what do we call that, Junior? What do we call that? It's, it's just a sign. That's a sign. It's just a sign. Yeah, so it's the sign from the eighteen or from the 2019 championship. Oh, um, man. Yeah, it was cool. That's in cool. Victory Lane, it was, uh, it was Beautiful addition. He, now, DJ. he offered up the hood from his Daytona 500 car, and I said, well, wow. I, I got no way to carry it home. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> DJ, last night was a lot of fun, man. Yeah, I'm sure it was. Uh, Flam Rose was on a good show, and it was a it was a good time. Weather was perfect, and um, yeah, I mean, just a blast to fill in for Fitzy. Uh, everybody knows him and I are pretty good buddies, and uh, he was out west running the RS1 deal, doing something different, having a little fun, and got away for a few days. So um, we just went out there to help him out, try to get him some points, and uh, keep him in his Flam deal because he's running there for the championship. So just went out and did our part. We're kind of in the morning, and uh, a blast, man. It was a good time. Uh, and that's the way you uh, go out and lend a hand. You go out and get a checkered flag. DJ, I wasn't kidding off the top here. You had not raced competitive at Flamborough Speedway until, what was it, last year or the year before, right? Yeah, last year at uh, the COVID deal when uh, we went back racing with the late models there for that invitation. That's the first time I'd ever actually driven there. So, uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, it's been fun. I mean, cool little racetrack. Uh, it's racy. There, there is two grooves, um, <laughs> one and a half maybe. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, it's a great facility. I love how they they have the place set up. They've done a lot of work over there. I've obviously been there and watch races before. I used to go watch my buddy Kenny Forrest race there. And, um, been there lots, but just never ever raced there. So uh, it was sure cool to uh, race there now, and uh, it's, uh, it's a fun little racetrack. At a lot of racetracks, DJ, track position is everything. You want to get the best start. You always do. It doesn't matter what the track is. But there's some racetracks, if you start further back, I'm talking like near the back, it's just about impossible to get to the front in a short short track race, uh, especially on a Saturday night format. What's it like at Flamborough? Do you feel comfortable? Would you feel comfortable starting Pretty well anywhere in the field at that track. Do you got it sort of figured out now? No, oh, I I definitely like to start on the pole. That's uh, that makes life a little easier. But uh, I mean, uh, it's tough to do. Thirty laps. I mean, the first feature uh, we didn't have a very good outcome. Uh, 
I got into it with the uh, I mean, it's just because it, it's so tight. Uh, it's such uh, uh, tight quarters that you got to take your chances when you can. I tried to dive under him, and he came down at the same time when we contact, and he went around, and I went to the back. So um, it's not fun from the back, but it can be done. I mean, Kyle Stenson in the tackle when he went to the back and well, started at the back, and he came up and was uh, on the bumper at the end. But obviously, you need a couple cautions and stuff with the 30 lap race, or you'll never get there, really. Um, you have a halfway decent car in front, uh, they're going to pretty much check out. So, um, cool, cool racetrack, though. I wouldn't mind starting at the back. I mean, if I was going to, uh, you know, 100 laps, that would, that would be good. But uh, it depends how many cars are there, too. If there's 25 cars there, man, starting at the back sure would be tough. No kidding. Coming off turn two, I've only ever looked at it, watched it from the grandstand, either, you know, over in the grandstand side or the pit side. But that exit of turn two looks awful daunting. I don't know whether the wall jets out a little bit there, but uh, you guys always come like you're lucky if you can get a piece of paper between you and that fence. Uh, it, it it looks treacherous coming off too. Is it that way inside the car, or do you uh, yeah. do, do you look, do you notice it? Yeah, it's, it's too typical for the track. I mean, you use every inch you can um, uh, to get up off and try to carry as much momentum as possible. I mean, it's funny you follow some people, and sometimes it happens to yourself. But you follow them, and you see them. You know, they come off, and they they just kiss the wall. I mean, you see it. You know, probably twenty times in a race where somebody uh, halfway down the straightaway runs into the wall. And, it's just you're trying to get every inch you can to try to keep the momentum up with those 604 crate motors. And, um, like I say, you can drop it off at the bottom of two and it flies right out. You try to get your nose stuck under somebody, but it's so flat there that you, you can't get enough drive off to get under them. And it's challenging. You've got to uh, constantly thinking and uh, trying to set up your next move. And while you're setting that move up, somebody's trying to set one up on you. So, um, you know, you got to rely on your spotter, which in my case, sometimes <laughs> it's not very fun relying on it, but uh, you got to do it. But uh, um, it certainly helps at a place like that to have somebody good upstairs and uh, eyes in the sky for you because, you know, you're trying to make those moves. They, they can be telling you what's going on, so you, you can try to make some moves and try to move ahead. It's a lot of fun. And every time he says stuff like that, yeah. everybody in the audience, every time he says stuff like that, I get a free blizzard, <laughs> which is amazing. It's a good deal. It's a great deal. Just what you need, yeah. <laughs> Just what you Just need. Just what you yeah. need. I felt that. I felt that. That was a, that was a little jab. Hey, uh, you know what, uh, DJ? Uh, we gotta we gotta hit rewind as well. We gotta go back to Friday night. Uh, of course, car owner DJ Kennington rolled in through the back gate at Delaware Speedway, turned into a super stock driver and a car owner all at the same time. Uh, we had a lot of fun all weekend. Of course, you uh, you always find your way into a seat. Um, DJ Kennington, just so everybody knows, if you see him at a racetrack, he arrives with a fire suit, a helmet, and a Hans device. Uh, just so, in case. Just in case. So, uh, you know, if, uh, if you need any, if you need somebody, he's there. You know, he does the same thing. If he goes to the Daytona 500 to watch, he shows up with his gear. <laughs> hey, I was downtown London and I thought I seen DJ getting into a taxi cab. He had the same thing. He had all of it. Hey, man, absolutely. No, but, uh, it was a lot of fun Friday night, uh, uh, you know, uh, rewind to the beginning of the night. Of course, Rick Rick uh, Verburn uh, starts off his his regular season run at at, uh, at Delaware Speedway. Got his start, of course, in the APC series there. But uh, uh, regular Saturday night stuff, regular Friday night stuff. Uh, uh, 
you know, he, he goes out there and, and uh, you know, starts at the back of the heat, starts at the back of the feature. Uh, did a great job all night in one of your pieces. But the, the news story of the night uh, came like five minutes before the super stock feature. Um, the, literally, the V8 stocks were on the racetrack when Gary Zwagger and the 93 car, you know, asked you to drive his car in the super stock division uh, just to get a feel for it. What was that like? It was a lot of fun. I mean, uh, anytime you can get in a team, obviously he's got a beautiful race car too. Uh, it's a whitey built car, and uh, he, he uh, yeah, they Rick kind of put a, the bug in his ear, saying, "Hey, why don't you let DJ try it?" Because he's trying to figure that car out and so on. So I tried it, and uh, we started at the back, and we got away our way about to mid pack, I guess, and finished eighth. But um, we we found a few things with the car for him. I think. I mean, we we found a couple engine issues. I think. And, Hopefully he can make his car better, but just get the opportunity of something like that. It's a lot of fun, and uh, for people to, you know, ask you for your advice and, and to trust you with their equipment, and that gets hard, too, because you don't want to go out there and wreck the guy's car. You don't want to go out there. There's guys racing for their points and their full season and, and so on, and I'm going out there to try to help this guy out and have some fun. And so you, you got to, you know, be careful and don't be a hero and uh, try to you know, just get as much information and help the guy as much as you can. Car actually had him great. Just uh, we were really struggling with horsepower. I mean, he either got the wrong gear or something wrong with timing or something in the engine. But uh, it was a lot of fun, man. Anytime you get a race car is great. I love doing the speed. Richard did a great job too, and it's cool being a clown. Like you know, I have been with Andrew obviously and, and a bunch of guys, but uh, in a whole different series and just showing up not racing myself and watching it, it's different. And, uh, you know me, I like to be hands-on, and it's kind of fun being the crew chief and, and, and doing things uh, that I don't have to do all the time. And uh, I didn't even wear a radio Friday night listening to Rick because, you know, I let the guys do their thing, and, and uh, let you guys do your thing, let Rick learn, and uh, he's doing a great job. It's uh, awesome for Castrol and for Spark Power and everybody that helps us out with that program. And that's kind of why we did the JR thing, too. JR was good enough to let me use his car at the ABC race, and, you know, I had a great night there and finished third. And it's just really cool for our sponsors and uh, to get a little extra exposure. And obviously, Delaware being my home track and I uh, grew up racing there. Uh, it's always fun to go there. I love the fans. And uh, it's just, like you say, it was a cool weekend. I mean, got to end up racing, like you say, something I didn't know I was going to race. And got to be a car owner. Got to drive for 50 and uh, help him out. And uh, for him to give me the opportunity is really great. Uh, like I say, it's just uh, fun anytime we can go racing, man. It sure beats being in the house because we've all been there for too long. <laughs> and you forgot to mention, you were also a bed and breakfast operator. <laughs> I forgot, yeah. I had, a, <laughs> I, had a, I had a guest day over and watched a dirt race, so we didn't even make it through at all. Me and Joe were a little tired, so we, we called her a night. But, uh, yeah, it's always cool. I mean, it was awesome. I was glad you were able to come by and, Obviously, uh, instead of driving all the way home or having to pay for a hotel, you're more than welcome to my place. And uh, we had a good time. We got to work on the car here, JR's car, in the morning, and we got to watch Doug Dave try to load it, and that was fun. <laughs> and uh, we we always I don't know whether it's loading race cars, packing coolers, whatever. We always find a way to have some fun. We do, and that's uh, uh, you know the staple of a of a good team. DJ, looking at uh, uh, of course you know all of the stuff that uh, transpired this weekend, it was all a success. And you know you got out of the car, you you thanked all the sponsors, you kissed all the babies. It was all good. 
and and you said you know in a text message right at the end after the car rolled through tech ready to load back into jr's hauler a straight race car uh you said uh, can we do the apc race question mark with a smiley face in a text message uh did he respond to that text message or or can we expect to see dj in a uh, in in a D, in a jr fitzpatrick car for the apc race in flamborough he didn't say anything yet. Yeah. Um, see that? He didn't respond. He wants to use that car now. DJ dials well, it in, and now sure he's going to he's gonna drive it. He, he never really gave me an answer, but he did say no because he doesn't want me to beat him again. But, <laughs> uh, 50's pretty handy at Flamborough. I'm telling you right now, the guy, uh, he's got that place figured out, and uh, we would definitely have to do some more work to that car if we were going to end up the APC race, but... We'll see what happens here. I mean, I've got a lot of penny stuff on the go here. I've got to get my cars ready. Uh, you know, we will maybe get out and do another cast, hopefully. And uh, it's all about the cast we're letting down with now. So we've got some good runs in for them with the late model stuff. And the penny series is our goal. We want a championship. We want to win some races. And i got to get my butt in gear and get those things ready to rock and roll a thousand percent. And uh, be sitting here a couple of days early ready to rock and roll when it comes to our first race in August. Well, nothing will keep you sharp as attack, like being in the seat. And, DJ, you're getting lots of laps right now. Uh, fans are winning because they're seeing you out there. You're winning because you're getting those laps in. And uh, I know we're all excited for that NASCAR Pinty Series to fire off. It is going to be exciting when we can get out of the box and get things generated. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to get it going. i got a great race team. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun now. They're, they're all my friends. Um, it, it's business as usual at the racetrack, but we're buddies, and that's what makes it all fun. And I think the more chemistry you have, and the more fun you have, the better you're going to do. And uh, we got a great group of guys now, and I'm really excited to get this series started. See what we got. I mean, it's racing; nobody knows what's going to happen, and it could be the worst year ever. But uh, I have a good feeling that it's not going to be, and we're going to do everything in our power to try to get the Castro Edge Dodge back to victory lane. Hey, how's Chase making out, your son? Uh, we haven't talked about him at all, and I know he's got a little uh, uh, one of those uh, little sprint cars happening. I've been seeing <laughs> some photos and stuff. How's Junior making out there? Hey, he doesn't want to he talk about it because he's waxing his dad. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's doing awesome. Little, little, he surprised the heck out of me. Uh, we have so much fun down there at Little Middleton with uh, Rick and his kids and his brother Chris and his kids and Kenny Ford's two boys race and um, – you know, Rob McConnell's kid runs down there. And I met some new friends and guys that race their cars uh, at Oshwegan and, and uh, the Traveling Series. They run sprint cars, and their two boys race. And, um, the first night, Chase went out, and he won all three races, and he lapped the field. And I thought, man, this is crazy. I mean, I, I never expected that. He's never raced anything in his life. And obviously, he's been watching and trying to learn, and I didn't even realize he was because he's hockey crazy. And uh, he doesn't think too much about racing, but he's uh, definitely uh, got his head into racing this year. He's loving it. He's uh, excited to go every Tuesday. And, and now all the kids have gotten better every week. And now it's like there's five or six guys that can win each week. And, um, I mean, it's crazy. It's fun to watch them. They're, they're back and forth. And it's so much fun for us as parents to sit there and watch. And uh, it, it's nerve-wracking, man. I... I don't get nervous watching the wheel. I don't get nervous behind the wheel. But, man, watching my kid, I have a mess. So I, I don't understand why, but uh, he does a great job. And, and it's just 100% fun, and I, I'm so proud of him. And as long as he's having fun, we'll keep doing it. And uh, hopefully he uh, gets gets rolling here, and he's leading the points right now. So 
Uh, he's uh, we're, we're supposed to go to the cottage here uh, next week, some point, and um, we've got to drive home, make sure we're there for Tuesday. Though he's already informed me of that, so yeah. um, I'm excited. It's uh, thanks for asking, and uh, it's just a whole lot of fun to to be out there with my kids. Well, he couldn't have a better role model and a guy that he can lean on when he needs some advice inside that race car. Uh, even though you know he kicks your butt, I bet you you still teach him the odd thing there, uh, DJ. <laughs> he's honestly i mean uh, i can't wait uh i hope he does uh i mean uh, if he wants to keep going with racing that's great that would be great sorry and uh i mean i'm just uh i'm proud of him and, and i hope he wants to but uh, if he doesn't want to and wants to go play hockey whatever he wants to do as long as he's having fun and he's happy man i'm behind him well, you never know. He could end up as a spotter. I get pretty proud of this dude, too. I know he don't think of it every now and then, but uh, he has a lot of fun. And you know what? As long as you're part of this sport in any way, shape, or form, I can tell you uh, it's one of the best sports in the world to be part of. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's good watching you guys get out, do what you do, and uh, hopefully we get to see you in that APC race. If we don't, I know uh, we'll be watching for the Pindy stuff when you fire off. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to see what happens there this week. We'll see how it goes. And, uh, I mean, uh, Luke's done a great job with that APC series, and I like to support them. I mean, everybody that's doing all this stuff to, to get everybody out racing and with all the effort they put into Delaware Speedway and so on, I, I like to support them as much as I can. And not to mention the, it's such a tough series. There's so many talented racers in it and uh, talented race teams. It's a challenge, man. It's uh, something different, but it's fun, and uh, I look forward to it. So we'll see what happens here. You never say never. I mean, heck, it could be Friday afternoon. Uh, the boys all start working. We throw the lead model in the trailer. But uh, we're going to get concentrated on these pretty things. Hopefully we'll get the season off on a good start there. Well, congratulations on the win this past weekend at Flamborough Speedway. And uh, I know we look forward to catching up with you again real soon, DJ. Uh, thanks so much for the time tonight. And uh, you get back to work there, man. You got uh, stuff to do. I appreciate it, guys. It's always fun to talk to you. Like I said, it's so Brian Casper, Will Wright Transport, all the people that uh, help us make this happen. We appreciate it. And uh, we're going to keep it rolling. And- Hopefully, it'd be great to see some fans in the stands and uh, keep up the good work, too, Junior. You did okay on the weekend, but uh, you can always do better, son. <laughs> I know how it works. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. It was a lot of fun. DJ, you stay out of trouble. We gotta, we're going to catch up with you real soon. Thanks so much. You bet, guys. Have a great night. Talk you betcha. DJ Kennington, uh, one, one of those guys, Junior, two-time champion in the NASCAR Penny Series. And uh, you know what? The guy sounds like he's poised to get out there and go after it again. He never gives up. He just keeps on digging. Um, uh, You know, we covered him the year that he went through all those wins. I think he had like seven in a row. Uh, He was just annihilating the field. And I I said to him, DJ, like, what's the difference? He said, I don't know. It's just things are working. They're working. They're working. But I'll tell you what, uh, that streak he had did come to an end. And then he had a real long stretch there where, you know, it wasn't that DJ was giving up or anything like that. Just things changed. 
And, well, yeah, uh, and you know, the, he gets back into it. Now he's starting to win races again. Look out. In in this sport, it doesn't matter how good you are today. There's going to be somebody better than you tomorrow. And, and it, it you know, that today might last for a year. It might last for five years. It yeah. might last for yeah, ten. Yeah. It, it, you don't know how long that's going to last, you know. Um, if you are dedicated enough to make it to Victory Lane in at your local home track, mm-hmm. you beat everybody that's the best in that division, you know, on a regular Saturday night. It's the exact same way in Cup with different metrics. It's yep. the exact same way in the Xfinity Series or the Pinty Series or the NASCAR Mexico Series. It's the same way in every form uh, and every facet of motorsports. Um, you know, you you find something that's an advantage. You find another thing that's an advantage. You start stacking. You know, it's a term that you hear a lot from the small teams, right? It's stacking pennies or stacking dimes. Um, and and you continuously find advantages or or things that work for you as a driver or that turn into advantages, right? Uh, or things that, that the crew chief does, you know, getting, getting the car through tech or, or doing whatever that might be. Um, there's always ways to make your car, make your team, make your equipment go faster. Um, and, you know, DJ went on a run that was spectacular in the Penny Series. When you see a driver do that in late model, in the Cup Series, you're seeing it right now. Right now, if you take a look across the landscape of motorsports, you Kyle look at Kyle Larson. Larson. Yep, yep. Kyle Larson is on one of those runs Again. that DJ was on in Again. the Penny Series. Yeah, yeah. He's He's on the run. Hammering wins, running, you know, smashing out top threes like it's easy. And, you know, it's all about chemistry. You know, DJ had a great group of people behind him when he went on that win, that winning streak. Um, He had awesome people. He had, you know, a wicked sponsor. He had wicked cars. All of those great things. He's building towards that again, and every team is. Yeah. Uh, Amazing. He's doing such a good job. Love watching them behind the wheel. Uh, we are getting to the top of the hour. Got to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and some highlights uh, that you may have missed over the last hour. And then we are coming back for hour number two tonight. We're going to be uh, kicking it all off with Sean Chenoweth. He was the other winner at Flamborough Speedway. Then we'll have Ryan Kimball, Tim Terry. We still got lots to cover in hour number two, and it's just 90 seconds away. Uh, Stay right there. We're going to throw it to Toronto and be back with you in just a shake. Stay with us live tonight. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by... The Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Oh. Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. (laughs) We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. 
with them to Joe's here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. We're Canada Talks. And just like that, our number two begins tonight live on Race Time Radio. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Of course, all live on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Uh, and we are talking short track racing. Flamborough Speedway, we heard from one of the pro late model feature winners. Of course, there was two feature races last night at Flamborough. DJ Kennington wins one, but it was the number 89 uh, for London Recreational. Sean Chenoweth won a feature as well. We've also got him on the hotline, and we got him right there. What's going on tonight there, Sean? It's been a long time. My friend, how are you? Well, not too bad. Just uh, working away on cars again. That's pretty much all we do here. <laughs> well, that's how come you do some winning, too, right? You guys are always hard on it on those cars. Yeah, we well, we haven't done much winning lately, but it's good to uh, get back in there to start. Sean, uh, Flamborough Speedway and you, well, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't doubt you were conceived at Flamborough Speedway back in the day. Uh, you and that racetrack have got a long history. Yeah, I, I cut my teeth there. I really, I pretty much ran anything you can run there. I've always had good luck. It was a struggle to start, but we've had some good luck since then. And I just love the place, love getting around there. It's a lot of fun for me and close to my home, so that's where we like going. Yeah, yeah, you like everybody else, Sean, would have been going crazy through this pandemic with all, with, with everything everybody has gone through. Uh, what's it been like to be you in that number 89 shop, you and Mike and everybody? Uh, what's it been like getting prepared and then finally getting out of the box and starting to get some races in? Uh, probably much like anyone. We're all, we were all chomping at the bit, but uh, the layoff actually probably helped us more than it hurt us found some things that we uh, might have been missing honestly for probably the last two years and we're just starting to work through it and it's already showing the cars better than it has been so like we still have lots of room to improve but it's almost a blessing in disguise for us at this point to what we found and where we're going sean uh, right before we got you on the hotline uh, you know we were talking to dj and right after his interview we talked about you know runs cinderella runs if you will of 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 you know uh going after championships and and winning lots of races in a season um and and you know getting on top of the momentum curve and and getting after it and and going for lots of victories in a year um and and we talked about you know it's like that in every division whether it be four cylinder or whether it be cup series you know it seems like there's always a team that that you know uh, crests that momentum curve and then goes for the stratosphere and, and and you know gets you know five six you know eight wins in a season and and you know has one of those dream seasons it doesn't seem like that long ago it was just a handful of years ago uh, where where you guys were that way and you guys were doing that in in every division that you were competing in whether it be you know oscar super late models uh, super stocks and and pro late models you know i remember one season where it was like sean chenoweth was in victory lane all the time you guys were banging on all eight cylinders and 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 you guys you guys had your your stuff together um you and i had a conversation and not just you and i but there was like a, a handful of us standing around in a circle at at the opening uh race 
Uh, Mike Schmidt was there, and and you know you you touched on you know we we're going back to the basics. We're going back to you know what what we know, and we're gonna stop the you know the trying of the crazy stuff, and we're gonna get back to the basics, and then and then work from there. Um, it, talk a little bit about that because we've obviously seen an uptick in performance from the 89C this year, uh, already out of the box from the Grisdale Triple Crown. You were, you were a force to be reckoned with from the, from the drop of the green flag of practice. We've seen that again last night. Talk, talk a little bit about that, uh, you know, going back to the basics and stepping back a little bit. Yeah, we just, I, I, we really got off on left field chasing the next new thing and whether, I'm sure there's more speed and a few of the new things out there. Obviously, they're they're showing in other cars. It just it wasn't suiting me. So, uh, with all honesty, the garage Club Triple Crown and last night, I ran the same setup I ran probably in 2010, and there's really not much change. We, and I'm not I'm not delusional. Last night we were we still got some work to do. We need to get the car to roll a little bit better through the center. But at least it, I, I got a race car in me now that I can drive, and I think in a long race or a hundred lapper. I would put it up against anybody. Like everything falls off. I just, I still haven't been able to find that lightning qualifying speed, and, I, and that kind of worries me. But I mean, long haul speed. I think we're back to where we used to be, and that, I'm pretty pumped up about that, and pretty excited to get some more racing in here. Uh, and it's a tough deal, right? Especially with the guys that you race against. The competition level goes right off the chart. Uh, and it seems like just that little bit can make uh, such a big difference. Sean, I think back uh, quite a few years ago now, maybe, but you and I standing in the uh, in the pit area, Delaware Speedway, it was a Friday night race. I don't know. I, I can't remember exactly whether uh, it was an APC race or not. I don't. It could have maybe even been bef- before the APC series, but you and I were at Delaware, and you were lights out fast, just like you were at Flamborough. And I said to you, "What? How can you do this? You go to Flamborough Speedway, Delaware, two totally different racetracks, and it didn't seem to matter to that number eighty-nine car. Uh, the car didn't know it. It was just fast wherever you unloaded, uh, and that's the way it was. It sounds like you're getting back to those days, and that's good. Yeah, yeah, we uh, and back in that time era too. Like, I don't. A lot of guys put a lot into this and there's no doubt about it and a lot of changes are from track to track and honestly my most success is when i get something working at flambro i'll take that everywhere and with very minimal changes like we ain't changing the springs we're not changing bump packages nothing we're just maybe the track bar up a little bit or something real small to a different track and once i get that feel at flambro i seem to be able to make it work most places but like i say i think we got off and left field for a few years and i think we're I hope we're heading back on the uphill swing here. We'll find out the more we get running this summer. And it's got to be tough, too. you got a lot of multi-teams. Uh, you know, like uh, uh, you take a look at the McCall stable, and uh, you got the 21 car, the 78, 22. There's a lot of cars that are connected through Mike McCall in that wing. You take a look over WMI, and, uh, you know, they got stuff happening with JR and uh, Andrew Grizzell and Trayton Lapsovich and, and then you go, you know, like the 89C car. There's you, and you probably have another guy that you're working with. But really, uh, it falls down on your shoulders to try and compete against all these other notebooks. That's got to be tough. Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're not off in left field by ourselves. I've always had Jeff Hanley helping me out in my back pocket anytime I got any questions or anything. If I get stuck, 
we've had Scott Shaw around in the background here helping out if we get stuck on stuff. Um, obviously, the Shaws know what they're doing. They've been successful for many years. But it's just uh, it is tough running against the bigger groups. But honestly, I don't I don't really mind being off in left field because if we can hit something on this thing that's our own deal, it's our own car. There's nothing those guys can do to get it because they don't have the car we have. Right now, obviously, we're behind the eight ball. Uh, the call cars are always fast. The WMI cars are rare to the box, lights out, and we got our we got our work to do to keep up with them. But I, like I say, in a long haul, long race, I don't think we're we're as far out as people might think we are. And the cool part is, they're coming to your house on this next APC race. Flamborough Speedway is your house. I'd like to. I'd like to think think so. Yes, uh, I haven't. Uh, I don't think I've really put up a big win there like say an APC race or something for the last three or four years as circumstance or flat tires or you name it, it's happened. But uh, we can keep the wheels on that thing. I'm I'm pretty confident we got something to work with for a hundred lapper. Yeah, it's going to be off the chart. Comes up next weekend. Uh, what, what will you do then to prepare for that APC race? Probably nothing that you wouldn't normally do anyway, Sean, right? Oh, uh, no, no. In the middle of the norm, we got the car up on the hoist and we got some stuff taken off her from last night that we got damaged and make the repairs, go through the car, quick scale session, make sure it's where it needs to be and uh, head down there and get after it. Sean, of course, uh, you know, we, we touched on the size of, of, of your team and, and, you know, the, the depth of your network. Uh, but you have really over the past couple of years, you've built SCR, uh, into a brand name on, on, in, in multiple different divisions. Um, you know, Sean Chenoweth Racing, I see that, that logo lots, uh, you know, in the Superstock division, in the Modified division. Uh, you and Andy Camrath have got a great relationship and, and by all accounts andy is going into a season um you know talking to andy his car it seems like it's it's lights out fast from testing uh in the the oscar modifieds uh, as well you you help out guys like uh like cory McAllister in in the 71 car which picked up a, a win in the united eights up here at sauble uh you guys have went testing and, and racing over at uh, at Sunset Speedway. Uh, your hands are in a lot of different race cars, not just your own 89 Pro Late model, but uh, uh, you and, and your dad and, and the whole bunch over there, uh, you know, get to turn wrenches and, and get to try lots of different things in lots of different divisions. Uh, talk a little bit about your services on the SCR side, because uh, that is, is really intriguing to me. Yeah, I've been obviously helping out Corey and uh, Paul Pepper a little bit in the Superstocks right now. Uh, the modified that me and Andy are playing with, um, it's it's a Jeff Hanley car. I mean, the thing's pretty badass. But it's uh, that that those cars and those two divisions, they're kind of playing to my wheelhouse. Like, there's no bumps, there's none of that stuff. It's old school stuff to make those cars work. So it kind of plays into my wheelhouse. I, don't, I mean, I, I'd help anybody. I don't. I'm, I got nothing to hold back. But uh, we're just kind of getting our feet wet in it. I, as long as I'm racing, it's tough to help a bunch of guys. So that network's probably going to stay fairly small. Like I don't mind helping a guy if he can do a lot of his own work. I'll help him with setup and stuff. But right now, we're kind of okay. Sean wants to race this weekend, so everything else on the back burner. And that's not fair to do to people. So I, don't, I only got a small network I'm playing with, but. My cell phone's always on, and I'm willing to answer questions and try to help anyone that needs help if I can do so. Like I'm not, my like I've said to Corey and I've said to Paul and these guys, my ideas aren't the only ideas that'll work. But this is what I know will work. This is the direction I'm going. 
if you want to try it, let's give her. If not, I can help you the way you're doing, but I don't really know much about the direction Mike McCall is going or any of these guys, right? Like, that's not my wheelhouse. So it's like I say, it's a small network, but we're trying to get it off the ground here. We just built a new shop, and maybe in the next couple of years we'll turn more to that stuff than driving myself. I'm not sure where we're at yet. Well, you're doing a dynamite job. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, coming off the win at Flamborough Speedway, uh, you got a lot of decals on that car and a brand new look this year too. And uh, I, I got to tell you, Sean, I love the look of your car. You did it again this year. Every year, man. I every know. Year. Every year, best, that car best appearing pro late model every single year that it rolls out the gate. I like the way it was five or six years ago when we couldn't win best appearing because we were winning everything else but right now we might have a shot at a best appearing trophy somewhere um obviously i got tons of help Corey mccallister at uh, caldo cot military services jumped on board a few years ago he's a major help to us bennett gm london wreck um automotive truck and tire am roofing solutions transactable parts i mean i got a boatload of people that helped me on that car and and not just that car, they help me through anything I want to do. Like it's, it's a great group of guys that I've got, KR Communications. A lot of them are just personal personal relationships, and it's growing into something fun. Well, look over there, Junior. What look do you at. see? 2015, right there? Yep. In the Race Time Radio Studio. Hey, we got a cool thing tonight from DJ. He sent us up uh, one of the championship signs that was in uh, the 2019 Pinty's Championship. Over to my right, though, Sean. A trophy you gave me at Flamborough Speedway after you and old One Wing went out there and waxed the field in the uh, Super Stock at that time. You and I won that feature. I said, cool job, Sean. You said, here, Joe, have this trophy. That trophy today still sits in this uh, Race that's, Time Radio studio. I had no idea that that, that was Sean that, trophy. Yep, you take a look at that. That's, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, compliments of that number 89C. And uh, Sean... You go out there and win another one, will you? Keep doing it. Oh, we're going to keep digging and see what we can get. Are we going to see you up at Sobble for the 150 up here? Is that on the docket? Because that's Honestly, a, that, I want I the boogie board if you do win. I it, Joe, till I, I heard about it, but no dates or anything. I would say right now, absolutely, you'll see me. I don't really have a schedule planned out. I don't plan on running the whole APC deal, so that, that's really appealing to me for a 150 up there. Um, send me the dates and... Well, if I can make it work, I'll be there. You know what, Sean? In, in fairness to absolutely everybody, we haven't even launched all the details for that 150 yet at Sobel Speedway. That is on the docket to do this week. Uh, you know, with short notice that uh, the, the government finally turned the switch on and the track can actually operate. Uh, it, it sounds crazy. After sitting idle for a year and a half, you think you'd have all the details worked out. But there's just some stuff that couldn't be worked out until we knew what we were doing. And that is on the docket. I can tell you this. The 150 at Sobel is going to be a barn burner. Uh, the details will be out. I can guarantee you we will make sure you get a copy of absolutely everything. Well, you'll you'll definitely see me there. Like I say, we're, we're pretty open to what we're doing this year. I got... A new super stock I'm trying to finish up for myself. Hopefully we get to debut at some point at these tracks and see if we can still uh, run up front in that class. Uh, I can guarantee it. It's going to be awesome, Sean. Thanks so much for the time tonight. Uh, do us a favor, say hi to the old boy and all the guys in the shop. Uh, good luck at that APC race uh, at Flamborough Speedway coming up next weekend. I know you're going to be a tough one in that one, bud. Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. You betcha. Sean Chenoweth, driver of the number 89C. Always, 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 always.
a tough, tough competitor. Doesn't matter what track, but when you get him at Flamborough Speedway, I've seen Sean get punted. I've seen him damn near get destroyed, wrecked. And somehow, some way, by the end of the race, look out. Guess who's back up near the front, if not at the front? That guy right there. Yeah, definitely. He's... Uh you know, Chenoweth is, uh, you know, just a, a he's, he's ferocious. If you could use one word on the racetrack, he's he's absolutely feral behind the wheel when it comes time for, for moving through the field. He doesn't go through and, and knock people out of the way. No, 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 no Chenoweth, bull in the china Chenoweth, shop. Chenoweth don't, doesn't do that. Don't poke the bear in the eye, though. Oh, 100%. Don't but, do that. <laughs> but with Chenoweth, he is... He's like a dog on a bone when it comes time for passing a car. When there's a car in front of him, he wants to get by it. And, you know, that's, that's what fans pay to see. That's yep. what fa- fans pay to see, um, you know, on the racetrack. That's the product that they want to see, uh, you know, take the green flag. Is, is If you could have 24 Sean Chenoweths on the racetrack at one time, there'd be 100,000 people in the grandstand. Sure there would. Yep. It's, the guy is, is he's fun to watch. No quit. He's, he's, you know, if he gets loose and loses a couple tenths trying to get a guy, He's going to gain a couple tenths to get back to him, yep. which is insane to watch and insane, insane to see. Um, he is, uh, you know, a diehard competitor. The sport, he's, he's not just a competitor. He's an ambassador to the sport. He's one of those guys that, you know, he helps out, you know, like the guys he mentioned, right? That yep. he's helping, you know, groom and come through and, and learn the sport and, and, and build through it. Um, he's, he's helping just a, a, a tremendous amount of people. He's building the fan base at every step of the way. Um, you know, his, his, I guess he's his car owner. I don't know whether Mike Schmidt is his car owner or just a main sponsor, yeah. you know, and, 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 you know, partner within the team, uh, partner would be been. the best way to describe it. Um, Mike Schmidt is, is, you know, second in that he is, is 100% an ambassador for the sport. Um, you know, they want to see the racetrack succeed. They want to see the winner of the race succeed. They want to see the guy who showed up and finished last succeed. Um, and they want to see a good product on the racetrack. And, you know, you can hear Chenoweth a, a little bit of dejection in his voice from the, the performance that he's had over the past couple of years. And, you know, if we interviewed him last year at the end of the year or not last year, but the year prior right. at the end of the year. Um, you know, talking to him, he was, he was kind of down on, on oh, where yeah. the program was at. And, and, you know, we've seen it last year in the, the Operation Green Flag. And, you know, he, he, he's just had a struggle. He tore up a couple of really good race cars. Right off the top. And, I remember yep, that. Yeah. Destroyed a car and brand and, new car, you know, and night one. And, you know, you, you don't expect that, but we covered it at the beginning. These teams are all searching to get to that top of the curve to go and get after it and and to to break out of that slump and and to go get it. It just takes hard work and and things to fall your way and you know picking up the win at Flambro Speedway over thirteen cars is is you know we're you know we're covering it it's a great deal and and it's a it's an awesome deal. But really what that does for him is it builds a tremendous amount of momentum. Oh, yeah. And he rolls into that APC race, um, you know, guns a-blazing. He's ready to go. He's hungry. You can hear it in his voice. He's hungry for the win. Um, I think we're going to see some big things out of Sean Chenoweth and, and you know, in in this year. And if it's not 
you know, you know, in the the first couple races, it's going to be by the end of the year um, because they're building, they're they're getting out of that slump, and and I I think after the performance that we've seen at the Grasdale Triple Crown, after the performance that we've seen last night, from the the drop of green flag in practice to the end of the second feature, he had performance, and and that's what it takes. He's uh, he's going to go out there and get it. Now watch out for Sean in that AD nine C come next weekend that APC series. That's uh, going to be monumental. going to be epic. Let's put it that way. I think it will be. Yeah, yep. it is. We're going to hit this break when we come back. Yet another winner, this time in Stroud, Ontario at Sunset Speedway. Ryan Kimball going to join us next. Hey, race fans. It's Kyle McKenzie, starter at Sobel Speedway. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Mad Dog Sports Radio is opinionated, passionate sports talk with a bite from the hijinks of the morning man. I bet your parents do too. They go big bowl shopping. Hey, so I got 50 jars of dog sauce. You got to eat dog sauce. Oh, my God, I got it. To the inside of Adam Shine. Bill Belichick is the best coach in the history of sports. Not NFL. Sports. And the animated energy of the mad dog himself, mad dog. Christopher Russo. It's the channel to talk about your favorite sports team. Mad Dog Sports Radio, Channel 82, or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Catch All North Racing Special Edition July 8th and 10th on Rev TV. Live from Area 27 in Oliver, B.C., it's the Avion RS1 Cup Series, featuring some of Canada's best stock car racers. Plus, special guest drivers Alex Tagliani, Andrew Ranger, Sean McIntosh, and more. All North Racing, only on Rev TV. Contact your TV provider now on free preview. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Fox News Headlines 24-7 is on Sirius XM with headlines every 15 minutes. I'm Kevin Brinkholm. I'm Therese Crowley. I'm Jim McKay. A channel that delivers your world news, business, what's trending in digital, entertainment, and sports. Your news in a way you've never heard before with headlines every 15 minutes. Fox News Headlines 24-7. All the information you need. Ready with you all. From America's News Headquarters. Sirius XM Channel 115 or listen on the Sirius XM app. Taking you all the way to the track and back. Ah, there we go. We are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. So glad you could tune in tonight. Now, uh, it's been wall-to-wall winners tonight, and we keep it going. Right now, with another winner, this guy went to Victory Lane at Sunset Speedway just last night in his pro-late model. Uh, his name, Ryan Kimball, and he joins us on the hotline. What's going on tonight there, 29? How you doing? 
Oh, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, good, man. You uh, got her together. Look at that. Goes out. Nailed the victory. Uh, things went real good for you last night. Yeah, I know things went really good towards the end of the night. Uh, we unloaded. We were uh, we were behind the eight ball there. Uh, it was our first time out in that car, just putting it all together. And uh, Graham uh, at GTA Racing Design uh, put a lot of hours in the past couple of weeks. We just got that car across the border with the help of uh, Sean Grossman and uh, Rick McCall getting it across the border uh, due to this uh, COVID and whatnot. And uh, the guys thrashed really hard and uh, got the car. And uh, we unloaded uh, yesterday, and we were uh, we were pretty close to loading it back up. Uh, we were really, really off. Uh, kept making chassis adjustments and stuff like that and ended up just being a driver error. Uh, we had the brake by mixed up, and it was bound up in the car and couldn't get front brake in it. And, uh, you know, put us behind the eight ball for a good couple practice sessions there. But the guys thrashed really hard and gave me a pretty good car for qualifying, and we made some more adjustments. And... Uh, I think it was pretty good in the future. Uh, just, uh, I think we'll, we'll have a good piece if we, we decide to go back. Right. Whereabouts did you roll off? Uh, where did you qualify? Where did you start the feature? And how many laps did it take you to get out front? Uh, we rolled off third. We qualified fifth. Um, we put a little bit of different setup in it just for qualifying, and uh, we missed it a little bit. And we did a little couple small adjustments there, and... Uh, freed up the car a little bit and uh i think we took the lead i believe maybe the lap five or six ish and uh it was a tough go uh uh jordan house he had a really stout car um we were pretty good on the high side jordan ran me super super clean uh you know i owe him one for sure uh he could have possibly rooted me out of the way and it would have been a tough one to get back there but uh he ran me super clean and whatnot and it was tough going. We uh, we ran green until about lap 40th, I think. I had two cautions, and, uh, you know, I decided to pick the high line each time, knowing that inside lane could always give you that route up. But just, you know, took that chance and whatnot to roll off four there on the high side, and uh, it worked out. Tell me that Jordan House hasn't come a long way, right? For a young kid, that kid is really coming on. Oh, no, he's uh, he, he put a good program together. Uh, I even watched the video, and... Uh, he rolled the center really, really well. Um, we were a little tight. We had better drive off a little bit just by being that high side. And I, I know he wanted the high side there, so we just we just couldn't give him that uh, opportunity there. But, uh, no, it was, it was a good race. I think it was good for the fans and whatnot. So we were happy to get back. Sort of puts you in position now, gives you a little bit of notes and stuff for uh, the APC race that's coming up, Flamborough Speedway. Is that the plan? You're going to head to, of course, that APC race, or you're going to wait for it to come through sunset? What's the plan? No, uh, our our plan is to do full APC with our brand-new McCall car that uh, Sean Grossman purchased. Uh, he bought us a turnkey McCall car there, and uh, we unloaded at Delaware. We were we weren't too, too bad now. You know, it was a top 10, but, I mean, considering that field and being so stout, I mean, when you're off a half of 10th, you know, that's that's from 1st to 20th, right? So it's... Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's it's definitely a different sled in there. And uh, we, we were pretty good. So we're, uh, we're excited to go back to Flamborough. Uh, we got a good notebook for Flamborough. It's a totally different car and all that. But, uh, you know, we'll work with the guys down at McCall's and Pauly, and they're going to go test this week and uh, communicate with us and... Um, we've been to Flamborough, I think, five times and been on top of the board four times, you know, with our other cars. So we're 
we're more or less looking for race speed instead of qualifying speed and practice speed. We've always struggled, you know, early on in the race and fell back top 10 or whatever, and just it, it's tough sledding to get back up there. Ryan, uh, your program, you know, we, 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 it seems like the theme of the show. It's, it's funny how we always I, have I, a theme always shakes out. It is not by design either. No, it just sort it, of it, comes every, together. Every time that we have a show, it seems like a theme presents Something itself happens. as as, yep. as the show yeah. goes on. Whether it be talking about new cars or talking about dream seasons or talking about you know wrecks, whatever, it, whatever it might be, there's always a theme to it. And, and, you know, the theme of this show has been about dream seasons and, 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 you know, we had DJ talk on, on the show. We had Sean Chenoweth on the show. Um, you know, it did not that long ago, you know, when, when you were running Kawartha week in and week out, um, you know, you were running pro late model with the, the yellow 16 car, uh, you went to autumn colors, you were, you know, fastest there, you were fastest top of the board everywhere you went, uh, you know, a, a handful of years ago. Um, and over the past couple of seasons, you've had, you know, absolutely amazing equipment and relationships and everything uh, put together. You've went into each season, um, you know, with with a tremendous amount of excitement. And it seems like you just get to a certain point and and something bad would happen, whether it be, you know, a, a, a somebody would wreck you or something bad yep. would happen on the racetrack. Um, and it just you know, deletes all that momentum and, and then you guys got to dig out of a hole. And it seems like the past couple of years, that's what has happened to you and, and to that 29 camp. Uh, looking at this season, obviously, you know, you changed gears, you went to McCall, you've, you've got, you know, a different car from south of the border now. Uh, you guys showed up at, at, uh, at, at Delaware, had a good outing. Now you roll into um, at Sunset and you, you pick up a win. What does that do momentum-wise for you? And obviously, we don't want to jinx it, but but what does that do momentum-wise for you and the team? Because uh, really, it, it feels like it's been a while since seeing you in victory lane, not from any fault of your own, but it's been a while since since you you've held that checkered flag. What's that do momentum-wise? No, I, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree more. Uh, the the momentum and stuff. I think it's going to help us. Uh, you know, it, I can probably speak for Sean, and uh, you know, it just we've we've been putting good race cars together and i think what you know we all tend to forget when we go to the apc races and uh you know it's a different caliber of cars and racing and whatnot and it's it's the best of the best right it's not like i don't consider going to some of the local tracks and whatnot and it's put a bearing on our guys it's probably put a bearing on sean myself my whole crew uh you know having doubts you know even my own self you know had doubts thinking you know can we can we still do this you know are we are we jiving together are we you know or am i making too many mistakes and am i not giving the right feedback and whatnot and you know i've just come to realize you know you gotta you gotta have a bad year to appreciate the good years it's like you know the couple years back with the limited we went to sunset and won three to four races took sean super you know he won two out of the four races and finished second out of the other two you know so when the going's good, it's good, right? And then, you know, when we were on the APC there, uh, never went up to Sauble and went up two years in a row and dominated the whole event and led the race till 91 laps. And uh, the one year cut a right front tire and the other year cut uh, two back tires. So, you know, that's stuff you just can't play and make up. And, you know, it's, it's frustrating and all of us just take it out on each other, right? So it's good momentum. It was really good to see a smile on the faces, uh, 
couldn't be any happier. You know, as much as I always wanted to FaceTime Sean when we won, we had George Wilson there that night, and, uh, you know, he was sending a clip to Sean. So that's what it's all about, right? I mean, these guys put a ton of money into the car and a ton of time, and, you know, to finally get some results, it's uh, a good feeling. We're with Ryan Kimball tonight. Goes to victory lane at Sunset Speedways, poised and ready to go for the APC race coming up at Flamborough Speedway next weekend. Uh, uh, Riley, I haven't got a picture of the car in front of me. Uh, what's it look like this year? Uh, sponsorship on that race car's got to mean uh, got to mean everything to you. Who have you got on there? It's bright pink. It uh, is right now, bright pink. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right now, yeah. We went with uh, it's a. Uh, black Camaro body with a little bit of silver on it and uh, red chrome and whatnot, and it's basically decaled up all as uh, SMG Motorsports owned by Sean Grossman, car owner. Um, we got Crow's gas on the hood. We're going to get J-Bex uh, construction on the rear bumper there. Uh, Sledhead's design. You know, can't say enough about guys like Harper Racing Engine, McCall Racing, um, GTA's been, you know, crew chief on this car for so long, always putting tons of time in it. But you know what? We can't, we can't put it in the box without uh, Sean Grossman and his family and whatnot. And just, you know, super appreciative of them. And you know, we hope to get a super out there the next on the 25th there. So we're gonna start working on that in the next week and whatnot, and uh, hopefully get that out right. So he he took a back seat for too long, and we just, you know, we we enjoy going to the track and having a good time and. Uh, you know, and he he took a back seat for too long, right? So yeah. When, when is Sean going to make it back up here into Canada? Is uh, like I guess the border's got to open up before he can make the trip, right? Well, he he just crossed uh, last week and whatnot, so he he is uh, down in Innisfil now. So he's he's here, and uh, we're planning on having the super out for the twenty fifth of July for the first sunset race. So hopefully, there's some good car counts and. Hopefully the car is ready to go. Good deal. Crew-wise, who, who have you got lined up on your crew? Same guys as last year, same guys that you've been with, or have you got any new crew members? Uh, I got the same crew members. I probably got one of the smallest race teams, uh, you know, but I got the right guys. I got Graham that, you know, basically uh, crew chief looks after all the guys, uh, directs them and whatnot. Um, Graham Flett, my dad, Nate, and, you know, John Grossman runs the whole ship, just uh, owner. And always, you know, if there's stuff that we can't get, he's, you know, he gets it down the states and fast-tracks it to us. So it's it's a whole program, right? And, it's, you know, it, it can't be done by one guy. It's uh... So you get 100 laps at Flamborough Speedway. Uh, what are you going to concentrate on? I know everybody wants to qualify on the pole. Do you set up for that qualifying? Do you set up for the long run and, uh, you know, look at it and say, you know what, guys, you're not going to tear them up tonight. We're going to go on some long green flag runs. I'm going to set up for that. And when everybody hits lap 30, guess what? 29's coming, and he's going to be trucking to the front. How do you approach it? Uh, we're definitely going to look at it different this year because, like I said, we've we've been on top of the board, I think, four or five times there, and then, you know, even if we started on the pole, outside pole, we'd drop back to eighth, seventh, ninth, or whatever, really early, right? And then we'd come on strong. So we're, uh, I think we're going to give up a little bit in qualifying and just, if we can put it in the top 10, that's fine and uh, work the invert and the invert will fall where the points will always lay and uh, go from there. And basically at the end of the day, it's, you know, you get your, 
it all depends on the drivers. If Lambo's really tight, if we can all just go there and just sort of get in line and run the race for 20, 30 laps, it's, it's better off. I mean, that first day, first race at Flambeau was you know, part embarrassing, right? I mean, lap one, these guys are tearing up $100,000 race cars. So it's, it's, it's very unfortunate, you know. I mean, I always find believe that, you know, the race will pan out the way it is, like how Chenoweth fell to the back and, you know, got, you know, he finished where he was roughly going to finish as the night would lay, right? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, going to be exciting stuff. Uh, if you can't make it to Flamborough Speedway, don't forget you can always tune in to GeForce TV. Uh, some great coverage of the race. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Everybody's going to have to keep their eye on that number 29 car, uh, especially with the momentum. Ryan, this has been great catching up with you tonight. We really appreciate your time and uh, wish you all the best, man. Go out there and get them in that uh, APC race coming up in a week. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. You betcha. That's Ryan Kimball. Watch for him in that 29. Like you say, Junior, momentum is key. Yeah, for sure. It uh, you know, with the effort that they've put together, um, that team, you know, they were poised to break out of the box when that when that association was created. Now it it took a while to build that association, right? He he had worked and helped and you know, kind of worked alongside with Sean Grossman with his efforts at Sunset Speedway with the twenty nine car, um, for a period of time, you know, and and yep. and you know, it seemed like uh, it's just yesterday, but now it's you know, we're going on four years, I guess, three three and a half years, yep. where where he is now driving a Grossman car. Um, you know, owned by Sean Grossman and, and that camp, um, you know, and, and really put together a true blue championship caliber effort. And you can't say enough about the competition level in the APC tour, because when you look at the, at the results versus, you know, what they have done and accomplished, um, they have not got what they wanted out of no. out of the series. No, no. But you know, there's not many race teams that have. It, right? it comes down to there's one it, winner. There's one winner, <laughs> and and really, there's only there's only eight of them a year. And uh, you know, with a couple of guys with with severe momentum, like Brandon Watson, like Joe Lawrence. Uh, you know, like uh, you Grisell. know, Grizel's got Dale some Shaw momentum right and, now, and those guys. Yep. Um, you know, over the past couple of years, it seems like there's always been, you know, a team or two teams that have had a tremendous amount of of momentum and success out of the out of the season. Um, you know, you look at J.R. Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, contending for the championship every single year that he's raced. Yep. Um, but in saying that. Um, you know, hasn't had the overall success that a guy like Brandon Watson has had or a guy like Joe Lawrence, um, you know, haven't had that dominant car, if you will. Um, and, and, you know, Grossman in that camp and, and Ryan Kimball and, and all of the, the steps that they take to get to the racetrack. Um, they've got the best of the best of equipment. They've got, you know, really smart people working on the cars. They've got really good and strong relationships with the number one builders, right? Whether it be McCall, whether it be Fury, whether it be Phil Harper, you know, those guys are all winning at, at the snowball derby level or, yeah. or, you know, at the, the top level of late model racing. Um, and, and I'm not saying anything against Ryan Kimball. The guy can drive the wheels off a race car. He's fast. He's consistent. He's, he lays I'd down laps. I want him in my car. And he brings the car back straight more often than, than, than most. Um, and, you know, it, it seems like there's just been that tipping point in the APC series where 
there are 15 guys like Ryan Kimball, you know, in the series. And, you know, they're, they're, to be them would be very frustrating because you're just hammering your head against the wall, trying and clawing for every tenth of a second or every hundredth of a second on that racetrack, trying to gain everything that you can gain. And, uh, you know, you gotta, you gotta take your hat off to them because they're putting on a wicked show every time they roll out. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's really interesting. And, and to be honest with you, they haven't had this momentum yet, you know, and this is the first time that we're seeing that momentum out of them. And I think we're going to see a lot more. And I, I know I said the same thing about, about Chenoweth, you know, I'm saying the exact same thing that I echoed about Sean Chenoweth. Uh, those two guys are you know, in that group of 15 that I'm talking about, oh, yeah. they are 100%, you know, clawing for everything that they can get right now. And both of them with momentum is a dangerous combination for the field. And uh, it's going to be definitely interesting. Especially if they get a little bit in that luck jar, right? 100%. You got to have the luck jar. You got to have something in there. Um, I'll tell you what, both of the, uh, both those guys have got severe potential. Yeah, and uh, I'll tell you what that Flamborough Speedway is going to be a dandy. Uh, you don't want to miss that. I can guarantee it. We're going to hit this final break, and when we come back, we've talked about uh, things out west. We've talked about stuff right here in the province of Ontario. We're going to go out to the east coast next. Tim Terry is going to join us. We'll get a full update on what's happening in the Maritimes. Stay with us. Anytime online. www.racetimeradio.com. Also available on Facebook. Just search Racetime Radio. And as always, you can drop us an email. Info at racetimeradio.com. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination, is now on free previews all July. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home. From two wheels to four and so much more, Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Rev TV offers you the best seat in the house to feel the rush. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Canadians will camp like never before this season. Family time will be spent outside, around the campfire. Be prepared for all the elements. Be sure to pack quick, quick fire starters. No need to haul paper or kindling. Just pop a quick, quick fire starter into the pit, add your wood, and presto. You're a professional camper. Let the stories begin. Quick, quick fire starters. Making social distancing bonfires fun. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endigadish, Nova Scotia. Also by APX Racewear and Quickwick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. 
Broadcasting live from the track. We're here to get trophies. Never give up, baby. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90 is your home for all things NASCAR. The yellow lights come on. Perfect! Everything's happening so fast. Every race. Hard contact into the safer barrier. Exclusive interviews. This is more than just a job. We don't get caught up in being famous. The only broadcasting outlet in the world. Delivering NASCAR 24-7, 365. Thank you, you are the man. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. Channel 90. Race Time Radio is fueled by BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. Race Time Radio is back. And once again, Joe Chisholm. Hey, you two, get your asses in here. Almost think we left and went somewhere. Yep. We didn't leave and go anywhere. We're right here all right the here. time. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Uh, so glad you could tune in tonight. Off to Canada's East Coast we go. And to uh, to talk more about things happening out there. The wait is actually over. I know everybody's been waiting for news on the uh, Pro Stock Tour and what's happening and, you know, the shut- shutdowns and everything else. Uh, the wait is over. Let's welcome in uh, Tim Terry. Uh, Tim's Corner uh, CA is where you can find a lot of his workings and writings. But Tim Terry, you can also find him right here on Race Time. What's going on tonight, Timmy? How are you? Not bad. Just trying to recover from the day that we had at Scotia Sea World. We opened the Car Star Weekly Racing Series today. We had a postponement from Friday to Sunday. So might sound a little hoarse, but we uh, we used a little bit. Ah, oh, good deal. So finally, Tim Terry, finally you get out of the box. It's July, man. Yeah, Nova Scotia is just getting out of the box. New Brunswick's been out of the box for, well, they, they started in May and then had a little pause and then got going again. And, uh, they've been going for strong for the last couple of weeks, but now Nova Scotia finally gets out of the box. It's not what anybody really anticipated we uh, we had 150 person bubbles today uh so not a whole lot of crowd per se on the grandstand side but the diehards were there the familiar faces were there it was really great to see everybody back at the racetrack today even though it was a sunday as opposed to a friday night and some great racing too uh, uh, no sportsmen at Scotia this week, but the legends just put on a phenomenal show. Braden Langell, Sam Rogers, back and forth for 25 laps, and Braden ended up winning the race. Uh, uh, couldn't say anything better about the race today. Always. Uh, those guys, right? They they seem to do it at Scotia Speed World. So it worked pretty good when Ken Cunning put the key back in the ignition and turned it. It, it fired up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Cecil Vance and, and Ken Cunning have been doing some great work out there at the racetrack. They spent, I think, two or three days painting the walls and, and just making sure that racetrack looked good. And it, it absolutely uh, shined today. And uh, Lawrence Hopper as well has done a lot of work at that racetrack over the last couple of weeks to make sure that it's not only ready to go for us, but ready to go for next weekend because the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour is getting ready to get back and uh, we're getting ready to go back on the road again. Man, that's awesome news to hear. The sponsor of the tour, uh, things all coming together, and those teams have got to be excited, to say the least. Have many been out testing, Tim? Have you guys been able to test at Scotia Speed World, or has it been a dark track until now? Uh, testing has been open since the the restrictions from Wave 3 started to lift, so end of May-ish. And, uh, obviously, uh, the River Glade International happened this weekend, 
different rules package per se. It was more of an open race than the tour with, with the, the blue Afco shocks and, and a couple of different rules that, that we have that not necessarily the open races do have. Uh, but Corey Hall, it sounded like there were some fireworks up there. Corey Hall was at Scotia Speed World today, and I asked him, I said, I didn't see the race. I, I said, tell me how the race went. You obviously won the deal. And he said, well, there was some fireworks. Everybody loves a little controversy. I ended up on top. I don't think I was a part of the uh. deal, but there were people that were upset at me. And uh, Cole Butcher led a ton of that race, and he ended up getting into it with, I think, Mark LeClaire. And so there, uh, apparently there were some fireworks on the weekend at Petty Raceway, and, and I'm not sure if that's going to trickle over to what we're going to see on the tour in the next couple of weeks, but I'm sure it's in the back of the minds because race car drivers never forget, right? Uh, never, ever, ever. So congratulations to Corey Hall. Uh, that's a couple wins for him so far this year, I believe, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, two wins at Petty Raceway, and he, he's a humble kid. Uh, he's been that way since he's, he's raced Bandoleros and raced Legend Cars. Uh, him and his father, Scott, have, have worked hard for everything that they have. It's really good to see him succeed. Uh, and, and looking forward, obviously, uh, he, I asked him today, I said, do you have July 17th on your radar? And he said, well, working with King, they're going to be working with Greg Proud. He said, I'm not sure if the car, my car is going to be here, but that's a week away. So we don't know what, what's going to happen. But uh, starting off the season really well, wave of momentum, uh, looks good on Corey Hall and him. Yeah, sure does. Uh, Tim, uh, I did see the, uh, uh, the, the revised schedule, uh, for the East Coast International, uh, Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Um, I, I seen dates, I seen track names, but I didn't see race lengths. Uh, is there any specifics or are they holding back on that just yet? Uh, what's, what's the deal there? Well, it's funny. Me and me and Ken Cunning and Dylan Lange will kind of, you know, shot the breeze a little bit after the race today, and we kind of had a conversation about it. We know Scotia this weekend's a 150. Uh, we know Riverside is not a 250. Uh, <laughs> I told, I asked Ken. I said, "So what? What does that mean?" I said, "Does that mean it's 249 or 251 or what does it mean?" He said, "All we know is it's not a 250." Right. So uh, we we would assume it's a 150, but we'll uh, we'll wait and see what happens with, with Riverside. Uh, we don't know any, anything other than Saturday is a 150. We are still not sure what the support classes are going to be for Saturday yet, but we do know the tour is racing. It's 150 laps. It starts at 4. Tickets go on sale tomorrow at 9 a.m. So that is race number one in the uh, 2021 uh, version of the tour. Uh, is there going to be any coverage, Tim? Are we going to be able to rely on Tim's Corner for coverage of any uh, uh, of any sort so that fans that may not be able to go, we can still take it in? Absolutely. So we, we did our first, I don't want to say trial run, but we've been working at it for a while. We actually broadcast the weekly racing series opener live on Tim's Corner TV today. Uh, I was really proud of that. We've been working at that for a little while. And uh, everything seemed to work. So as long as, as all the wires connect and everything else, we will be live next Saturday for uh, the 150, the season opener for the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Might throw some audio in there as well. But uh, Friday night as well, the weekly racing series returns. The Bandoleros are off next week. I know I know that's the question, and I know there's going to be some weekly guys that are, are listening. And 
this, the schedule is going to be revised a little bit on the weekly series side because all the other schedules are changing too. So uh, I do know the Bandoleros are off next uh, Friday night. Tara Foster told me that a little bit earlier today. So uh, that schedule will be revised. It'll be out at ScotiaSeaWorld.ca at some point. But uh, we're going to have coverage next weekend on, on Tim's Corner TV. Beyond that, we, we have no idea what the crystal ball holds. It's like I told my crew this weekend. We were in Bear Machine when the schedule came out. Right. And uh, I, I, uh. Keep, I keep my radio. We're in the middle of a show, and I said, I guess we're going racing at Scotia next Saturday night. And uh. the two of my crew members piped up and said, we? We? So it's, it, we're, we're still changing schedules and everything else, but for sure we'll be at the racetrack next week. Well, and that is good news. So uh, everything can begin, and stay tuned for details as they all unfold. Noticeably missing from that schedule is PEI. What's the situation with that? Well, there and. Ken mentioned it today. There's a lot of angry people and a lot of angry race fans on Facebook. And this is how it all boils down. So Oyster Bed right now is racing their weekly show. They are allowed 700 people total on the property. That includes the picks. Oh. Uh, they have three bubbles at 150 people, I do believe, or 125 people. I forget what the number exactly is. But it's 700 people total that's on the property. That includes the pit area. And the pit area is bubbled into five different zones, per se. Uh, somebody started the rumor that they could have 3,000 fans as of next week. That's not true. Robbie McLean has gone on Facebook and said they believe the number is going to be 1,150. At 1,150 people to afford a pro stock tour race financially, that doesn't make sense for a racetrack. No. So that's why I, w- I would assume between Oyster Bed Speedway and the, part- or the uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, it, it didn't work uh, financially for either side. And there's a lot of people upset and frustrated and what have you. And, you know, there's there's some of those, you know, extremists saying boycott the tour. Well, it's not the tour's fault. It's not the racetrack's fault. It's the amount of people that are allowed there. And, unfortunately, as a business, it, it's not viable for either side. No. And the metrics don't work. But listen, it, it, uh, all those naysayers, all those people on Facebook, all those people that are upset, why don't they, instead of jabbing at the tour and jabbing at the racetrack, why don't they start holding the government into this situation and go after the province, go after the uh, the federal government, if you will, and say, look, this has really cost our industry a ton. We could really use your help. How about jumping in and help and just subsidize what we can't have at the racetrack so that we can have the tour? And so that, you know, like everybody is looking at things the wrong way these days. And uh, it's tough. I know because we've all gone through it. But I'll tell you what, uh, it's possible. And the government should be the one that everybody sort of turns to for assistance, uh, that's what they seem to have been doing for all kinds of industries, except this one. And this one really needs its help. And wouldn't it be kind of cool if PEI or if, uh, you know, the the government of Canada would step in and say, you know what, these people need our help and let's give them something to get them excited and enough to get us through the hump and then look at 2022, but it would be kind of cool if the government would step in and actually assist. No one needs to take a dart and throw it at Ken or at the tour or at the racetrack. No one needs to do that. It's not their fault. Go to the government. Go to your local municipality. And how about doing it that way 
and asking for, uh, you know, a little bit of assistance. And you know what? Anything is possible when everybody wants it to happen. And I, I think the biggest thing, too, is, is they compared this situation to Nova Scotia. Right now, as it stands, it's 750 people we're going to have Saturday night in the grandstands. Right. Uh, there's not. There's five bubbles. There's there's not Cecil Vance at the tour Scotia. There's no money to be made on 750 people when you have to put on a pro stock race. No. Uh, we're, phase four comes into to Nova Scotia. I believe on Wednesday they're hoping for more people, but there's 700 tickets being available tomorrow at 9 a.m. If I'm a pro stock tour fan. I'm going to be on there on Eventbrite and on MaritimeProStockTour.com at 9 a.m. to make sure I'm guaranteed to be there because it's been a long time for race fans since September to get out there and enjoy a race. And uh, I can't wait to see the Cars and Stars tour get back out there. And uh, David Lockhart and the folks at East Coast International have put in a lot of work and a lot of effort into this series. So I'm looking forward to seeing everybody again and getting out to the racetrack and seeing the race. Uh, Tim, it's going to be awesome to see everybody back out there, to hear everybody out there. Uh, you can bet all of us here are going to be tuned in out there. Uh, and then when things break free and we're able to come back out and join everybody, uh, we, we long for the day. I can tell you, Jerry and I, both double vaccinated uh, as soon as possible so that uh, when the switch gets turned back on, we're able to jump on one of those birds, get out there and uh, see some of the best racing in Canada and bring it back to the fans. Uh, but uh, this has been great, Tim. Uh, we are getting close to the top of the hour. Uh, so you're going to be Scotia Speed World next weekend, correct? Yeah, Scotia Speed World Friday and, and Saturday, obviously, with, with the tour starting up, my plans changed a little bit. So uh, Friday and Saturday next weekend, and then uh, I assume Friday at Scotia and then Saturday at Riverside the next weekend, but we really don't know yet. So just check out timscorner.ca. I'm actually uploading results now from Teddy's uh, River Lake International Day number two. A big thank you to Brittany Hoyt for helping uh, get everything together there from today. I couldn't be two places at once, so it's a good <laughs> thing she was there. Are you ready to put your foot back to the floor, Tim? It's been a little while. I know you've had your foot on the gas, but back to the floor like you normally are. Uh, the foot was the the foot hasn't left the accelerator after this weekend. We started in Miramichi on on Saturday. Uh, we got done at eleven thirty. Uh, got back in the car at twelve twenty. Back three hours back to Toronto. Ninety minutes sleep. Did the show today. I don't know how I'm still running, but somehow I am. So uh, we're gonna get these petty results done. We're gonna get the Atlantic Modified Tour results posted. Then I'm probably going to hibernate for 24 hours. Yeah, you do that, but you got to do me one more favor. When you see Chelsea, if you do, congratulations to our pal Chelsea out there. She's a new mom. Will do, and you have to call uh, Jessica Grammy now, right? Oh, yeah, that's right, too. Larry and Jess, they're a grandma and grandpa. Can you imagine? Uh, absolutely. And by the way, Junior, Matt Vaughn is still driving the zero cars part. Yeah, 10-4. <laughs> Look at that for an update. 10-4. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, for filling us in. You're only about two years late on that one. <laughs> Tim, you're awesome. Uh, we got a rule. Thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate it. Sounds good, guys. You betcha. Tim Terry out there on Canada's East Coast. Uh, you know what? It, it sounds like things are getting ready, and that's the key. But... Uh, Man, PEI, yeah. uh, they're staple in that series. Absolutely. The metrics don't work. You can't do it with part of a grandstand. But I'm serious. Where's the PEI government? Yeah. But people aren't looking at it that way. They're, you know, tour, blame the tour, blame the track, whatever. Don't do that. 
get the government to jump in. God knows they've been throwing gobs of money everywhere for a year and a half. Why not throw these guys just just a pinch to keep it alive? We got 30 seconds. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, way longer than a 30 second answer. But really, you know, Ontario was on the right step, was on the right you know, path with the Ontario uh, Speedway Association. Um, that needs to be, if you are even, you know, even a chance at getting government money, there needs to be a Canadian association. Yeah, and there needs to there be a go. lobbying uh, association that actually lobbies for that. But uh, I don't think that we are close to that. And, and to be honest with you, it would cost a lot of money to make it happen. So, um, I mean, everybody's got to grin and bear it. Yeah, for, unfortunately. For Joe, I am Joe Sr. Got to thank Sue right here in the Race Time Radio studio, Scotty in Toronto, and absolutely each and every one of you for tuning in to Race Time Radio every Sunday night right here at 9 p.m. Eastern at 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, right here on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. That's it for us. We're out of here. Have a safe week, everybody, and get to the races next weekend. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent. 